Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the new PFF NFL Daily. Here's a recent snippet from the PFF NFL podcast. Uh, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon is the first name that I think is an intriguing potential cut candidate because Joe Mixon is on a ton of money and they save $7 million against the cap by cutting him. I think there's a chance that happens. Because we remember, we're, we're talking the Bengals, they're not in cap hell or anything like that, but... They have a very clear line of sight about where a ton of their money is about to go. Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. If you're putting money there, and they should, you got to get rid of it somewhere. And Joe Mixon's a fairly obvious place to get rid of it. Joe Mixon makes a ton of sense as a as a cut candidate. It, in, if he ends up as a free agent here, what a fascinating offseason, right? The strongest position, you know, position for position here. The strongest position in free agency might be running back. The strongest position in the draft might be running back. And then you're talking about maybe adding Joe Mixon to the mix and all that stuff, right? So just pure, you know, play, stacking players at the position. There are There's a plethora of running backs available this offseason, right? The Giants have to make a decision on Saquon Barkley. and They, they want him back. And then to throw Mixon in there, he's a good runner. And it's a great draft for running backs. That's what I'm, yeah, I said that. Yeah. yeah. So well, you've got a pretty good help. Might, might be the strongest position in free agency and in the draft right. this offseason in a year that, I mean, as as we de-emphasize. The and, and P. Ryan has, if it has, if anything, outperformed Mixon at times this year. Like he, when they put him in and leaned on him, he was actually making more plays. I, I wouldn't lean too heavily on that as a data point, but from an internal point of view and you're looking at this like it's, it's again it's just another way of highlighting how much it isn't the running back that's driving that kind of thing right that hey look if nothing else there wasn't an obvious upgrade when Mixon was there versus P Ryan yeah I mean when when the when the Bengals went from so halfway through the Super Bowl season the Bengals turned into Joe Burrow's team right they they had games early in that year where Joe Burrow was throwing the ball only 20 22 25 times they completely changed. It became a fat pass first team. And Mixon had some big games. Like he ran all over the Panthers and all that stuff. But the the running back in the Bengals offense, the same way the running back in the Chiefs offense is going to be the guy that's they're going to get touchdowns because they're going to have opportunities. But I think the Bengals are going to continue to want to have dynamic pass catchers coming out of the backfield and have more, you know, committee type approaches, keep that position cheap because yeah, they knew they do need to pay Burrow and they need to pay at least one of those two receivers in the coming year. So 
Joe Mixon makes sense. And then it's like, all right, do any of these guys make sense? Like, which are there any teams that are going to be falling all, all over themselves to get the free uh, a free agent running back? I, yeah, Josh I Jacobs, it. Saquon Barkley, Joe Mixon, potentially. I don't know. A um, couple more candidates that that kind of caught my eye: Shaq Griffin in Jacksonville. That's a thirteen plus million dollar saving against the cap if they cut him. Frank Clark. Super Bowl play slash playoff hero and yet otherwise inadequate pass rusher for the Kansas City Chiefs. $21 million in savings if they get rid of Frank. Um, and then here's the... Frank Clark felt inevitable whenever the savings matched up properly, yes. which is where we're at right now. Here's the really interesting one, though. Eric Kendricks, uh, coming off a really bad year for Minnesota in that defense. Over $9 million in saving if they get rid of Eric Kendricks. Eric Kendricks is... A year essentially removed from being a really top-end linebacker. Has a, a track record of being an excellent coverage linebacker. Um, number one, obviously Minnesota is now changing scheme and changing scheme dramatically. Like they're shifting from Ed Donatel's off-coverage zone system to presumably Brian Flores' full New England-style man coverage aggression type of stuff. Um and Eric Kendricks is A, coming off a crappy year, B, is now the wrong side of 30, and obviously C, is over $9 million worth of uh, saving for him. That's actually, that's one I hadn't even considered until I saw it on the list, but that makes a lot of sense and would be a pretty big uh, kind of shockwave, I think, if Eric Kendricks got cut. You see the 65 pass rush grade there, and you know, Kendricks is always, you know, the majority of his career, right? I mean, linebacker grades, and production tend to fluctuate just a little bit, but he's been one of the better coverage linebackers. I mean, excellent coverage grades from 2016 to 21, but almost always in a in a zone-heavy scheme. And what we've seen from a grading standpoint, the zone-heavy schemes are actually more challenging for linebackers, right? We talk about how much they're put into a bind and all that stuff. So Kendricks has been very good in a difficult role, mm -hmm. but he's never really been a great blitzer necessarily. That is exactly what Flores' scheme, again, if he keeps the same Patriots tree type of deal, more man coverage, that means your linebackers have to play some man coverage, but then the other linebacker is also blitzing a lot, right? So it's blitz and man a little bit more than just, you know, dropping back into zone. So you might be looking for a completely different prototype there in Minnesota. So that does make a little bit of sense there. Do you have any? I did not add any to your, uh, to your list there. Where's Brad's article here? I had it. I had it pulled up. Don't put me on the spot like that. I you suggested like you were about to get some ready, and then apparently didn't. No, I did for uh, draft mistakes. Oh, I see. Okay, sorry. I I think Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Derek Carr is a good cut candidate. Could be a cut candidate. Yes. Um, I wanted to add a trade candidate in here. Okay. So we we've heard DeAndre Hopkins, right? Uh huh. And if I'm going to keep saying, well, if if you're going to if you're going to copy the rest of the league and try to go get your wide receiver one via trade, just get your wide receiver one, however you do it, it's mm -hmm. going to have to be via trade. DeAndre Hopkins is out there. I've been using Mike Evans as a potential trade candidate Yep. in various radio interviews and stuff like that. Could Mike Evans, if the Bucks decide to rebuild, could Mike Evans be available via trade? Would They'd have to take a huge cap hit this year, $21 million. But they're already taking a huge cap hit on Tom Brady. Uh, much like we, we've seen, we've seen teams set records for dead money. The Falcons, you know, last year they they were just like, just do it all. 
Julio, Matt Ryan, just do it all in one year, and then we'll come out of it next year. If the Bucks decide to do that, maybe Mike Evans is maybe, maybe the top guy, maybe higher than New Hopkins out there. Maybe, out yeah. There. Speaking of things Steve's going to say off season, <laughs> Mike Evans might be available in a trade. Yeah, yeah. It's just you know, it's one of your things. It is. Keep, the, track of, keep track of those things I keep saying. The Falcons ate so much dead money for Matt Ryan that if the Colts cut Matt Ryan, it's going to be like $18 million in dead money. Just, like that's how bad. That's, just for the Colts? That's how hard that hit was for Atlanta that a year later, it's still like a $20 million hit. Calvin Ridley's applying for reinstatement. Yeah. Right now. A year later. I mean, that's the, it's the last day he can apply, I think. So, yeah. Uh, another interesting one here, though, is David Bakhtiari is on Brad's list here. Left tackle for the Packers. Mm-hmm. Um, 23 million in dead money, but five, almost 6 million in cap savings. He's been battling injuries the last couple of years, barely on the field. And Zach Tom did really well as a rookie left tackle when he came in to spell him. Like they've just done a great job developing linemen. That's a really, that's a difficult one because I think Bakhtiari is still as good as any left tackle in the NFL, certainly from a pass blocking point of view, it whether or not they're going to go with Rodgers or, or Jordan Love, it feels like you want to have the best left tackle available. That would be a big call to be like, we'll get rid of him for a, for a little bit of a saving and you know the guarantee that we're going to have a healthy guy, relative guarantee, and install Zach Tom as the starting left tackle. Like, I mean, maybe, but I, that feels very, very risky. One other, so I'll add one more to the next time. Byron Jones is on Brad's list here. Cornerback from from Miami. We saw him go to the Dolphins just before the 2020 season, signed a massive contract, didn't play a snap in 2022. Um, really underwhelmed in two years. He was decent coverage grade. But again, he went to the Flores system where he's playing a ton of man coverage. It's a little bit more challenging. So he's a good, solid cornerback who was on a massive contract, over $16 million per year. And Byron Jones, you'd still have a, a dead cap hit there. But Miami, after big investment in both Byron, Byron Jones and Xavier Howard at cornerback, could they move on from Byron Jones? If he hits the market, perhaps reuniting with Flores in Minnesota could make sense, scheme-wise. I don't know. But didn't play a snap this year. Number 25 in war in 2021. He's a good corner, but probably not worth $60 million plus. Yep. That he's been making.